0: Welcome back, Ascenders, to the Ascended Thoughts Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Crane. happened to me uh, the other day in a Publix. I was waiting for my sub. And you know what? Some woman really tried it. Some woman really tried it. And you know, I may have gotten a little bit sm- a sassy and a little bit snippy. And, and honestly, it was like, I need you to not only back up and give me my six feet, but I also need you to mind your business and stay in your lane. And that got me thinking. And the reason why it got me thinking was because I did not feel bad. I did not feel bad about my response at all whatsoever. And then I was like, oh, I need to talk to them. I need to talk to the ascenders. Let's talk about shadow, your shadow self, your shadow side. And this need that people feel to be 100% light and love all the time. And why that is completely unnecessary. So. When you come into spirituality, there is this, this, I don't know if it's an unspoken idea that you're supposed to be light and love all the time. And yeah, sure. There's an aspect of that. You are light and love, right? I want to first clarify by saying that's what you are. You are are you are light and love. That is your being at its core state. That is your being at its natural state. That is what your soul is. It is, it is light and love, but there are no expectations from the spirit source, the creator. That you remain light and love all of the time. And when we come into spirituality, there is this weird internal need to discipline ourselves to stay light and love. And honestly, I don't really understand where this comes from. I don't think it's a teaching thing that people teach you to be light and love at all the times. I know people may encourage that, but for some reason we take it and we internalize it into this idea that that's what we should be all the time. And so when we have a moment where we don't feel like we're light and love, that we have a tendency to beat ourselves up over it. Or say to ourselves, oh my god, I need to go and get another crystal. Or maybe I need to spend 15 extra minutes of meditation. You start coming up with all these other rituals and spiritual practices that you're supposed to be doing in order to maintain that aspect of light and love. And what I have to say to you, Ascenders, is that honestly, it's all a load of crap, right? It is not realistic for you to be 100% light and love all the time. Nor is it expected of you to be light and love all the time. First of all, we have to maintain a sense of divine balance. Being 100% light and love is completely out of balance. It's not tempered. Anybody that's familiar with tarot cards, picture the temperance card and what that looks like. It's not balanced. It's completely out of a state of equilibrium for you to try to maintain a state of light and love all the time. Particularly when we are in a place that operates on ego, it's ego-based. This planet this density this realm of consciousness is completely ego-based right we are in the third dimension we are in a 3d world and yes conscious wise we are ascending into the 5d and a lot of people are going to be approaching situations from the 5d but even those that are in the 5d have the ability to look down at the 3d and be like okay they are on some mess down there right this is a dimension that operates off of ego. It is a dimension that operates off of fear. It's very fear-based, very control-oriented. It's a dimension full of people that have yet learned the concept of sharing, right? So to, to, to try to survive in that type of dimension, approaching everything from love and light, I mean, honey, they are going to completely eat you alive, Right? You cannot survive in this world and in this dimension operating off of 100% love and light. You think any... Anyone that's listening to this podcast, have you ever been on like a New York subway? Do you think you can make it to the end of the line with 100% love and light or do you need to come out with a little bit of ego from time to time to get people to back up off you? If you went out this world with 100% love and light, certain areas you will you'll not survive. Anyone ever wandered into a bad neighborhood with love and light? Come on that's not what it is, right? Being a spiritual person is being someone that understands that you have both light and dark that reside in you and being okay with that because that's balance, right? It's being a spiritual person is not being afraid of your shadow self. I personally love my shadow self. I think she's fierce and I think she'll kick somebody's ass and I love her for it because she keeps me safe. She protects me. She's the thing that's going to look out for me before anybody else ever steps and to defend my honor, that's my shadow self that is my ego, she's important, she has a purpose, she has a role. Society has convinced us that we shouldn't live you know an ego which is really crazy because society is run off of ego, and it starts in schooling in 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 grade school, right where they try to beat the ego out of you, you know? You have to raise your hand just to go to the bathroom. You you have to have permission just to eat when you're hungry. You know, it's it's a, it's a it's a system that is trying to create subservient people. It's a system that's trying to beat the ego out of you. You know, churches are set up that way too, but I, you know, I I sense that there's going to be some people that are going to listen to this that may not be ready for that discussion. So maybe we'll come back in a different episode (laughs) when, when people are in a different state of mind. But it is a society of ego that works very hard to beat the ego out of you. Let's take jobs, normal run-of-the-mill jobs, whether it's a job that, that's an hourly job or a salaried job. They are all the same. You have a supervisor or somebody that you report to. And the majority of times, these people are operating on an ego trip beyond belief. They, they get a high off of it every day you go to work, right? And they're sitting there living for their ego trip, telling people what to do, getting high off of it, not understanding what a collaborative environment means. These are people that enjoy getting to decide whether or not you could take time off to be with your family. These are people that enjoy getting to decide whether it's, whether or not it's okay for you to actually legitimately be sick, right? And they are full of their ego themselves, but let you say something which is really just defending yourself. They're going to interpret it as ego and you are at risk of being punished for it, most likely losing your job and your source of income and they know it, right? And so society has a really glorious way of dangling carrots in your face as a reward, but threatening to take it away from you should you exhibit unsatisfactory behavior. And this unsatisfactory behavior has a tendency to be called the ego. And unless you figure out a way to climb your way up the rungs of society, to become that 1% or one of the powers that be, or quite simply a white man, right? A a, a straight white man. Then you don't have any business, business to say anything at all right unless you can figure out a way to maneuver yourself into that type of situation a situation that for some reason welcomes the ego you're not allowed to show ego you're supposed to be grateful and gracious right your 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 boss can completely abuse you but you're supposed to be grateful because you have some money that you could take home and barely feed your family with and they really make you think that these are supposed to be um expectations that you're supposed to 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 uphold because if you don't you become very unpredictive or unproductive member of society what these people are really trying to do to you in in my opinion is beat the power out of you right because your ego is where your power lies your self-power your strength your courage it, it lives in the ego it lives in your shadow side could you imagine how force how much of a force to be reckoned with you would be if you allow yourself to get truly angry? Let's 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 take a minute right here, because I always think this is a really fun exercise. Take a minute and close your eyes and 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 really allow yourself to feel just anger, right? You don't have to be angry about anything else, but like allow yourself to remember what that energy feels like when it's coursing through your veins, when that adrenaline is pumping through your blood, right? Now, what if you have the ability to take that and multiply it by 100 and be completely unafraid of it? How much damage you could do or how much you could actually change the world if you allowed yourself to live in, live in that power space? which is also the space of the ego. Now imagine if you shared the same ideas as a group of people around you and what it could look like if all of you harness that feeling of adrenaline pumping through your blood and harness the feeling of the ego and the power that comes with that. Just imagine what you would have the ability to not only destroy, but to create. This is why society does not want you to tap into that area of yourself. That area of yourself that takes care of yourself, that area of yourself that that defends you, that area of yourself that protects you, that area of yourself that refuses to allow people to walk all over you, that area of yourself that puts your foot down when somebody is being entirely disrespectful and tap dancing on your last nerve and all of those boundaries, that area of yourself is the self that society teaches you you should not enjoy or work with. And then I do think that spirituality, new age spirituality, and it has a way of uh perpetualizing that concept and but it just has different words behind it. Now it's it's light and love and this idea that we should always be light and love. And I don't think that it's it's spirituality's objective to to really um honing in on that. I don't think it's new age spirituality's objective to actually disseminate that kind of message. I think when you come into spirituality, I think it gets misconstrued and you have the ability to think that that is what you should always be, right? Because if you can master light and love all the time, then you have somehow figured out a way to master your own personal light, enlightenment or ascension. And I also want to clarify the fact that I have also experienced this as well myself, right? Feeling like I needed to be light and love all the time and then being upset with myself if I got angry or mad or upset or hurt or I wanted to cry because I would feel like I was no longer sitting in that light and love space and really genuinely being frustrated with myself for that. Uh, And I personally would put myself into more meditation and go talk to the ancestors because I felt like I was out of alignment. And what I didn't realize at the time was that I was perfectly in alignment that is what alignment means, right? To balance between the light energies and the dark energies. They need each other. They work together. Too much light energy makes you volatile. Too much dark energy makes you volatile. But if you can find a way to flirt with the middle, then you are you are in a perfect state of equilibrium. So don't allow yourself to shy away from that shadow side. And I also want to say that your shadow side, particularly these days and the next few. Years and probably this decade is really going to be challenged. And it's part of the new age of the Aquarius, that dawn of the new ages, and the energies that we are now working with in the frequency shift, right? Because in this particular energy, we're working with very rebellious energy. Aquarius is an inherently rebellious sign, but it's also an energy of innovation, change, structural implementation, and, and, and destruction. And so, because of that, it's going to be a lot of people feeling like, hey, you've wronged me. It is also a situation of societal group also societal causes, some your social just causes, right? And so because of that, you are going to see a lot of people who are going to be really deep in that shadow self, really angry, feeling like they have been wronged and really voicing those opinions. And you're going to start feeling yourself feel, fall into that as well as, of you feeling the need to stand up to people and being like, hey, you wronged me. And like, that is absolutely not okay. You're going to also find yourself being easier to react. It's going to be, you're going to be more reactionary going into this age than you probably would have been before because you're going to have the ability to sense and perceive right away people that are in in the habit of trying to maybe infringe upon your boundaries or your, your rights, right? And a lot of these people, yeah, some of it's going to be intentional, but because so many of these people are stuck in this old age, in this old age of thinking, what they are really doing is is policing and they don't actually know that they've been doing it they have just been really well programmed because society has taught people to police each other right society has taught us to police each other and so what you're going to do is as you start coming out more with your sort of alternative thinking by the way you're all your 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 modified opinions about things at least that's how they're going to see it they're going to try to police that in terms of that's not the status quo that is not what we were taught We are not supposed to be talking about things like this. And so they're going to try to police you out of it. And you're going to find yourself feeling more reactionary and and more willing to be like, hey, shut up. Like, why why are you talking? (laughs) And, And allow yourself to feel it. I mean, I'm not saying that you have to stand in a grocery line and punch somebody in the back of the head, you know, use your own discretion here. But you're going to start feeling that shadow self wanting to come out more because it's going to feel like it has a whole lot of things to say that it hasn't said. In however many decades you've been on this planet in this particular lifetime and that's okay let it out because that is where your balance lies the shadow self is fun your shadow self keeps you alive but your shadow self is sexy your shadow self is that is that part of you that feels and experiences pleasure your shadow self is a self that plays and jokes and has fun. Your shadow self is the one that, like, this is that the one that cracks those self-deprecating jokes that you just find completely hilarious. Your shadow self is highly, 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 highly entertaining. And it's that mystique about you. It's that uniqueness about you. It's what draws people to you. It's that it's that it's that, it's that, that darker quality that people really want us kind of unearth and they want to figure out and it's okay to enjoy yourself, your shadow self. Be friends with your shadow self. And when you start to accept your shadow self, you'll start to understand too that your confidence will go up, right? Your self-esteem, your self-esteem will improve because at that point, there's nothing to be insecure about anymore. There's nothing to be afraid of anymore. You'd be amazed at the amount of people that are afraid of themselves and and haven't really sat sat down and took the time to identify that feeling, right? But you, at that point, you, the confidence comes back because at that point, nobody can say anything about you anymore, right? Because you don't care. You know yourself. You know your shadow self. You're friends with your shadow self. If, if somebody else has an issue with you, most likely they have an issue with your shadow self, right? Because here's the thing. Nobody has an issue with your love and weight because that's boring. Why would you have issue with somebody's love and light? Nobody has an issue with your love and light. Anybody that has a problem with you, they always have a a problem with the aspect of your shadow self. But if your shadow self is your best friend, at that point, there is nothing anybody can say to you. You will be walking through life just shrugging for days. You'd be like, okay, have fun with that. Okay. Sounds like a you problem you know so just embrace it embrace that your shadow self is there for a reason if it wasn't there for a reason we wouldn't have it there is nothing in this this multiverse of of infinite possibilities that is on accident, right? Successful mathematical equations have a tendency to repeat themselves. So you have a shadow self because it works and it's effective. It's part of the evolutionary process. It's what's there to keep you safe. It's what's there to identify risk. It's what's there to warn you when someone does not have your, your highest good in mind. So be kind to your shadow self if your shadow self is only there to protect you and you're constantly ignoring it if you're constantly trying to make it go away you're constantly trying to pretend that it doesn't exist you are ignoring 50 so 50 of your actual essence you're ignoring yourself you know and that is something that we don't want to do like honor you honor yourself honor your shadow side Honor the fact that you don't like something and you said what you said, and that is the end of that, right? That is the end of the discussion. Honor the fact that somebody may not like you because you have a certain quirk or a certain personality and who cares, right? That is the end of that because your true shadow self does not care if someone does or does not like you. Your true shadow self does not care if somebody said something about you. Your true shadow self just wants to drink gin on a Monday and mind his business, Right, and so allow it to. Well, don't you know? Maybe not on a Monday, but you understand what I'm saying. Like, embrace that energy, embrace that darker energy that's in you. It's a beautiful energy, and it's fun to work with, and it's fun to play with. Right? You become incredibly powerful, and you'll start to notice that the way you walk through this world will change. You'll start to notice that you walk through the world with more confidence, that your chin is up, that your shoulders are more squarely back, because what you're walking through with is your power. You're walking through with your self power. That's your power. Your shadow is your power. That's your confidence, right? That's what keeps you safe. It's your sexuality. It's your sexiness. It's your je ne sais quoi. Like That is really, really, really dope. Embrace it it's fun so your homework for this week is going to identify that that powerful aspect of your 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 shadow self and the ego right like like I want you to sit with yourself and determine the personality of your shadow self. Like what personality does it does it have? Is it a little bit sassy? Is it is it witty? Is it one of those type of shadow selves that really can't be bothered? Doesn't have time for anybody because it has a certain type of personality. And I sense that for the majority of you that listen to this, you're actually gonna be able to identify it right away. My my shadow self personally is very sassy. She's very, very sassy. She she rolls her eyes a lot, she does a lot of shrug. Hugging. Um, um, but she's fierce and she's, she's powerful and she's all knowing you can't tell her nothing. Okay. So figure out what that personality of your, your shadow side is start to meet. It Start to form, form that, that, that friendship. Okay. So I'm going to leave you guys with that for this week and I'm going to sign off.